This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the airport. Seven days have flown by. We have a slew of royal stories to get through this week, but it has been a slightly quieter week than normal. No scandal, no saga. The dust seems to be settling on the Sussex's big news. Uh, we've heard very little really outside of the traditional royal news beat. In fact, it has been a week of traditional royal engagements. I'll be catching up with ITV royal editor Chris Shipp later on the show to talk about the Cambridge's big day out in Wales. Uh, it was very much your typical British lineup of engagements. I think we haven't seen that for a while from some of the young royals. And We'll also be talking about Princess Beatrice's wedding plans. Buckingham Palace have announced the date, the location, who will be part of the wedding party and where the big reception will be taking place. Uh, But before that, we have some Sussex news. The couple made their first non-royal engagement this week as non-working members of the royal family. I hope that makes sense. Uh, Obviously, earlier this year, or at the start of the year, it was confirmed that by March, they will no longer be working members of the royal family, and they will begin this journey of financial independence that they have craved for some time, uh, really carving out their own legacy and doing things their way. Uh, Harry and Meghan were at an exclusive and private JP Morgan event in Miami at the One Hotel on South Beach on Thursday evening. It was first reported by the New York Post, uh, Palace sources confirmed that it did take place. Uh, There were no keynote speeches, as has been reported in some places. In fact, it was just Harry that spoke publicly at the event. Meghan was just sort of in the crowd uh, alongside a number of other guests. Uh, But it was a quick trip for the couple. Uh, I hear that they are already heading back to Vancouver Island, where, of course, uh, they are enjoying a quieter life as a family uh, and the way from the glare of the public eye, it has been a much quieter front on that in general. Uh, we did have issues with paparazzi uh, really following them around the island. Uh, obviously, the couple issued a legal warning, and it seems like things have kind of quietened down on that front. Uh, I- I've seen all the comments from you guys this week. Everyone is wishing them well. I'm very excited about this new chapter, and I think it will be a very interesting period for us, especially here on the AirPod. Harry and Meghan are still members of the Royal Family. They're still very much part of the news beat, the Royal News beat, so we'll still be covering them in full. Uh, the only difference is that they won't be working as members of the royal family anymore so it'll be very interesting to see how that works out they will still have royal engagements in fact we can expect news hopefully on the next episode um, about some of the things that are coming up on the calendar for harry and Meghan possibly back here in the UK. Well, definitely back here in the UK. Uh, To what extent? We're not quite sure yet. We're waiting to hear from that. But yes, uh, they are, of course, earning money now and they have to support their lives. They have grand ambitions. And so it's great to see them almost sort of hitting the ground running. I think people were expecting them to wait a little bit longer than uh, the transition period that currently sits between 
I think the start of the year and the end of March is the official period. But listen, the offers are coming in and we've seen this week uh, a lot of talk about some of the offers that have come their way. I know that there was, I'll just point it out, there were quite a few reports um, about a business owner in the Middle East or even in UAE, uh, talking about uh, potential deals that he had lined up for the couple, I think, uh, whilst we haven't heard heard from their camp officially, uh, I can say that that is completely untrue. Uh, They haven't been fielding offers on that level. So $2 million offers to appear at malls in Dubai, that is not happening. I think as we can see here, it will be clever speaking engagements that the couple will be taking on that will really, I guess, help them uh, further strengthen their brand. I think by speaking in front of important figures in different industries will actually help them grow their Sussex Royal Foundation whilst also earning a living. And it's quite refreshing, actually, I think, that we'll be talking about uh, members of the royal family who are now out in the real world earning a salary and I guess uh, really sort of proving themselves uh, to everyone that uh, who had uh, said that this situation might not work. So it'll be very interesting to hear the, how that pans out over the weeks ahead. Uh, we saw the Duke of Cambridge this week uh, step out of uh, his, I guess, more formal role and speak quite openly um, about an issue that had really been bothering him uh, when presenting an award at the BAFTAs. Uh, He and the Duchess of Cambridge were there to present the film producer Kathleen Kennedy with a BAFTA Fellowship Award. She's an amazing film producer. You will know her from Star Wars, from E.T., from Jurassic Park. Uh, But he did take the opportunity when he was on the stage to actually share uh, a message. He spoke about his frustrations uh, that in this day and age, uh, the BAFTA still lacks diversity. And I think he speaks for all award ceremonies in general. We're just about to go into Oscars weekend. Uh, but it is a conversation that we have every year. Is that is the full lineup of nominations inclusive? Is it diverse? Does it represent the full gamut of talent that we have inside the industry and so Prince William gave this very passionate speech I would say that I'm told that he worked uh, very closely with his private secretary Simon Case on uh, for some days before presenting the award. Um, I'd like to take a little listen to that now. Both here in the UK and in many other countries across the world we are lucky to have incredible filmmakers, actors, producers, directors and technicians, men and women from all backgrounds and ethnicities enriching our lives through film. Yet in 2020, and not for the first time in the last few years, we find ourselves talking again about the need to do more to ensure diversity in the sector and in the awards process. That simply cannot be right in this day and age. I know that both Pippa, Chair of BAFTA, and Amanda, BAFTA CEO, share that frustration and continue to work tirelessly to ensure that creative talent is discovered and supported. BAFTA take this issue seriously, and following this year's nominations, have launched a full and thorough review of the entire awards process to build on their existing work and ensure that opportunities are available 
to everyone. It's fair to say that the Cambridges have been extremely busy since the Sussexes stepped away. Uh, is it a coincidence? Who knows? But they certainly are trying to really cover all bases with the work that they're doing. Uh, we'll be hearing a little bit more about the work that William's doing with Heads Up later in the show, which is his mental health initiative, trying to get men speaking about mental health in the world of sports, particularly in the world of British soccer. Um, and I'll be catching up, as I said, with ITV Royal editor Chris Ship about uh, the Cambridge's away day in Wales. And of course, we had some celebration this week to the Queen marked 68 years uh, since her accession to the throne. Uh, it's always celebrated in the same way every year. But of course, the guns salutes that we hear at Green Park become uh, one extra shot uh, longer each time. Uh, we saw soldiers from the King's Troop Royal Horse Artillery ride from London's Wellington Barracks past Buckingham Palace to Green Park in central London where they had the gun salutes. Um, of course the bells of Westminster Abbey also rung that day. Uh, it was of course the place where the Queen was married and where she was crowned uh, and it also is the place where they ring out to mark a session day. A session day of course uh, also marks the time that the Queen's father would have passed away. So quite a sentimental moment for the Queen and why we don't see her sort of publicly out uh, acknowledging this moment it is of course a very personal and private moment for her, a time of remembrance um, but of course a time where we as a nation and I would say the world really sort of mark the incredible amount of time that she has been on the throne for. Westminster Abbey we thought might be the place or the home of Beatrice and Edo's wedding uh, coming up later this year. But uh, Buckingham Palace have announced that the wedding, which will take place on Friday, May the 29th, uh, will actually take place in a much smaller venue, which is the Chapel Royal at St. James's Palace. It's where we've seen a lot of private family events take place for the royals. Prince George's christening, to uh, name just a few. The couple, of course, got engaged in Italy in September uh, last year and there had been some talk about whether this wedding would be on the same scale as Princess Eugenie's because of course she had her wedding at St George's Chapel at Windsor Castle the same place that Harry and Meghan got married and they had a much grander uh, wedding day. We know that Beatrice initially, or from reports, wanted something quite similar to that, but of course didn't want to do it in exactly the same way, which is why talk of Westminster Abbey came into place. Now, listen, I don't know if this is a coincidence, but of course there was a lot of scandal surrounding her father, Prince Andrew, in recent months, and that story really hasn't died down, as we will have seen in the headlines recently. And so I wonder if there's perhaps... Um, some thought that has gone into uh, a slightly more lower key day um, than perhaps could have been the case um, if this hadn't have happened. The Chapel Royal has been home to many royal weddings and christenings, as I said. It's also currently a busy working chapel and it holds regular surfaces, uh, which actually are open to the general public. This I didn't know, uh, but it is worth checking out if you are in London. Uh, it's a very beautiful, well-kept family chapel and uh, we've seen Queen Victoria marry Prince Albert uh, in 1840 at the chapel and uh, in 1893 the Duke of York and Princess Victoria Mary of Teck, uh, later of course uh, King George V and Queen Mary, they got married in the chapel too. So I think there's this long line of history and I think it will make it a really special day but uh, it 
does have very limited seating. So, of course, I think the real focus of the day when it comes to the guests and who's in attendance uh, will be the private reception that takes place in the gardens of Buckingham Palace that will be thrown by Her Majesty herself. So I think we'll see real close friends and family, including the Cambridges, the Sussexes, they're all on the invite list at the chapel itself for the wedding. But I think it will be their much wider circle of friends, including a lot of famous faces. Now, of course, friends with Ed Sheeran and many other famous faces in the world of music and film and sports. Uh, and it'll be a really interesting day. I think nothing is more cheerful and positive than a royal wedding and uh, we have had a few gloomy moments on the royal beat so it'll be nice to sort of lift everyone's spirits with that now the big questions are who will be part of the royal wedding ceremony itself and uh, sources at buckingham palace confirm that prince andrew will be walking beatrice down the aisle whilst uh, she hasn't uh, made any public statements of support for her father in recent months. We know from sources that she has stood by Prince Andrew uh, throughout uh, the recent months of scandal. We've heard from Sarah Ferguson on social media, who's also spoken about uh, the strong position that he has in their family and how everyone is sort of rallying around him to support him. And I think that perhaps having the wedding in this way, which will be private, it won't be televised. We may see photos afterwards, but the ceremony itself will be very private. And I think being able for them to have that moment with Prince Andrew away from the glare of the public eye and perhaps the opinion of the public, uh, because everyone has something to say about the Prince Andrew scandal, uh, will allow them to celebrate uh, a family and an important occasion in peace uh, without being tarred by any kind of controversy or scandal. Now, as it has been reported, uh, Edo Motsi has a young son with his ex-partner, Dara Huang. They broke up in 2018, and their son, Christopher, who is nicknamed Wolfie, uh, is now three years old. There are already reports that he will be a best man at the wedding itself. I think that's quite young for a best man, but I also don't know if there's actually any specific rules for that. Um, But I'm sure we'll see him as part of the uh, bride and groom's parties in some form. Of course, we have a lot of young children in the royal family. Will we see Archie, perhaps, uh, there in some capacity, uh, in someone's arms, perhaps? Uh, It may be possible. We, of course, haven't seen Archie for some time. I know there were some paparazzi photos of Meghan and Harry out in Canada, uh, but they're not really of the official kind, and we didn't actually see his face. Uh, So I think people will be quite keen to catch a glimpse of him on the day as well. I'm sure the whole area of St. James's will be completely shut down um, because everyone will want to gather and be part of it. No doubt uh, myself and all the other correspondents will be there too. Before we get to anything more, I just want to take a quick break. So earlier in the show, I mentioned that I'd be catching up with ITV Royal editor Chris Shipp to talk about the Cambridge's rather traditional day of engagements in Wales. Um, and I, I'm quite sad I wasn't there, Chris, uh, but you braved the cold to, to tell, tell the rest of the world about it. It was cold, it was windy, but I was actually having quite a lot of fun because we were inside the steelworks in uh, Port Talbot, uh, one of the biggest employers in South Wales, actually. And um, I was just quite happy 
sat on the production line watching big hot uh, strips of steel going up and down this this mill um and it was all being coiled up in front of us and um and sent on again it was it was good fun i was taking loads of pictures <laughs> i saw it was actually quite a sort of refreshing day of engagements i feel like uh, in recent months, there has been almost like a pressure to, uh, I guess, deliver a punch of a message with with an with an engagement, whether that is uh, about a particular hot topic or whatnot. And this was very much back to royal roots, a traditional day, sl- somewhat windy, wet weather, uh, l- checking in on local community businesses. And, of course, visiting a part of the country that they will one day be uh, prince and princess of. Of course, yeah, the future prince and princess of Wales, as, the, as they will be at some point. Um, I agree with you, actually. That there was there was a, like a mixed load of messages from this. There was the, the visit to the steel makers where, you know, unfortunately for the people there, 4,000 people employed. But we know the owners of the works, Tata Steel, want to make another thousand job losses in the UK, half of which are likely to be in South Wales. There was the visit to the RNLI, the the, the volunteer lifeboat station on the Mumbles. There was a visit to an ice cream shop. Uh, there were a lot, a lot of mixed messages. I think Kate was also talking about her um, her survey on early early years as well. So there wasn't one message, as you say, that was punching through from the visit. It felt much more like a regional visit. Let's you know, let's pay some attention to to South Wales on this particular day. Yeah, the purpose of the visit, of course, was to really uh, shine a spotlight on organisations and businesses at the heart of local communities. Um, And we did get some great visuals. We had those great pictures of the couple at Joe's Ice Cream Parlour in in Mumbles, where they met local parents and carers to hear about life in Mumbles, but also talk about Kate's landmark survey. And we've seen her really carry that uh, conversation throughout a lot of her engagements and will continue to do so. Uh, It sounds like so far it has been a success. I think it has been a success. Kensington Palace are very pleased with it. They've had a good amount of engagement with it as well. And uh, Kate's continuing her work on it. We we know that in the next uh, week or so, she's going to be doing even more work on it in different parts of the country. And she's really, you know, really committed i think to this survey and um uh, kensington palace are, are pleased with how it's going yeah I, do you think that i mean obviously you know we had so much focus on the sussexes uh leaving life as working members of the royal family and suddenly it feels like the cambridges are doing engagements left right and center do you think there's that's a coincidence obviously these are all planned far in advance but it does feel like that they are involved in a lot more than they've ever been I'd agree with you, actually. And again, um, because these visits are planned so far in advance, I, I think it'd be wrong for us to assume that suddenly they've got, right, Harry and Meghan are not here anymore. Let's go and do a load of extra visits because you can't arrange these things quickly enough. I know for a fact, uh, for example, that the uh, the steelworks that I was at was told about this visit just before Christmas. So, we're, you know, we're talking about a time before Harry and Meghan told the rest of the family that they wanted uh, to leave. But I agree with you. It does seem that William and Kater are out and about a lot. Uh, William with his heads up mental health in sport campaign, Kate with her um, her landmark childhood early years survey, and uh, I you know, and they've got more coming up next week as well. So I, I, it kind of feels like they're extra busy, but maybe that we are just paying them more attention because you know, as, as someone in the family put it to me the other day, um, 
we are three members of the working household down when you think Prince Andrew, Harry, Meghan um, in the last, what, three months? So, mm. you know, there's a lot of extra work to be done by those who are still in the royal family, should we put it like that? Yeah, Williams uh, really pushed this focus on Heads Up, which started out, uh, I thought, as kind of a one-off campaign that perhaps would run throughout the season. But it seems to have had several different strands. We saw uh, earlier in the week that he announced that over two weekends in February, they're going to have the biggest conversation around mental health uh, through soccer in the UK, all part of Heads Up. Um, And we've really seen him, I guess, go from engagement to engagement, really focusing on this. It seems like it's something that means more than just a job to him. It's something that is quite important personally. It is, yeah. And it's an extension of where you remember just a few years ago when they launched the Heads Together campaign and it was raising the profile of mental health. And what they seem to be doing now is drilling down into certain areas. I mean, I was with William in Bristol last year, maybe even the year before, when they were looking at mental health in the workplace and actually what um, you know human resources officers, what chief executives and CEOs can do to you know, to help their staff when it comes to uh, mental health. And now there's there's this real focus on, on sport, particularly in soccer, as you say, and, uh, you know, going to various clubs where looking at the, the, the mental health impact on players, you know, from playing these high pressured games to having that high profile on social media and what sort of effect that might have on their mental health. We started the week with William talking at the BAFTA Awards about a lack of diversity Uh, in the industry, particularly when it came to this year's nominations. And I think that that's a theme that we've seen for the past few years at at movie award ceremonies, particularly this season in general. Uh, It seems like William isn't as afraid to go near subjects that he perhaps wouldn't have in the past. Do you think that that, that's come with sort of a growing confidence or uh, I I guess a, a need to address these things? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's, as you say, a growth in confidence from William and able to express and articulate his views uh, much more passionately, like on climate change, like on the environment, like on diversity uh, and mental health. I think there's also a change in attitude in society as well. I think there's there's a growing realisation that this isn't right, it's wrong, that the industry uh, isn't recognising the talent from uh, black and ethnic minority groups. And, uh, I, you know... The royal family might have shied away from that before, but now I think that they've they've got their platform that they've always had. But they're, they're sort of being supported by a societal change, I think, which is ex- which is demanding and expecting more action on these things. I want to go back to to Wales for a minute. We saw some great pictures of Kate in a hard hat and full work gear. Uh, I think during the visit to the steelworks, were you expecting that? Uh, we were actually. Um, I was also in a hard hat, um, and I had my high vis on and my glasses. They, you know, they call it PPE. Was it personal protective clothing? So you, <laughs> you have can't to be, say that. So we had to have... share it on social media. The world, uh, the world. Well, wants actually, to there see. is. I think if you look very carefully uh, on my Instagram, I think there is one uh, one shot of me in a hard hat. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't look at it with any great rush. But um, it. It's it's interesting when you go to a place like this. You know, we had ear defenders on, we had eyeglasses, we had the hard hats. Um, and actually, one of the things you feel from from being that close to hot steel, which is coming down the production line at twelve hundred degrees Celsius or centigrade, um, is it's quite warm in there, and um, you, you need this kind of protection just in case. 
uh, something were to happen. But it was good fun. And actually, when William Kate came in, there's a really good shot, actually, that I used a lot on some of our social media uh, channels, which was William and Kate coming out of the sort of metal turnstile. And they looked like, and they both had their hard hats on and their overalls, and they kind of looked like a couple of workers clocking off after a shift in, in the still yard. Um, and it was a, it was a cracking picture that one of the uh, photographers got of them, <laughs> albeit slightly more glamorous. Uh, Chris, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. No doubt, I will see you probably on a Cambridge trip very shortly. We'll have details of that on a future episode. Um, but do take care. And um, where can everyone find you? They can find me on Twitter, which is at ChrisShipITV, and uh, we've got a couple of uh, Instagram channels. There's ITV News Royals, which is all the great picture of everything the royal family are doing, like when we were with Camilla uh, the other day in a prison. And um, there's also uh, my own Instagram, which is Chris.Ship.Royal. And that just about wraps us up for this week. Next week on the show, we'll hopefully have some details on the Sussexes' future engagements coming up in the UK. They haven't quite left life as working members of the royal family. There are still engagements happening. We may also have details on an upcoming trip for the Cambridges. Uh, They have a very busy year ahead. It'll be the first of many trips, um, and I hope... We'll have a little bit more to talk about on that. Uh, Until then, if you have questions for the show, do send them in. Use the hashtag TheAirPod. I'm always looking out for them. Uh, We'll try and sneak in some answers to those things throughout the show. I know a lot of you were asking about Beatrice's wedding this week. Uh, If you haven't left a review of the show or subscribed, do it now. Always appreciated. Take care of yourselves, everyone. And until next time, take care. 